It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Good Thursday to you all out there watching on Rumble, listening via podcast, wherever you get the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do not forget to follow us on social media. I am at The Coppin Show. He is at The Pat Show. You can follow our Instagram at Critical Thinking Show. Thank you so very much for all the things that you do for us. We just have one simple request over the course of the weekend as you're gathering for your college football or your NFL parties or wherever you're going. Tell one person about this show, one person, tell them about the show or grab their phone, download the podcast onto their podcasting app and go from there. Um, make them subscribe. But we we cannot build this ourselves. This has to be an us thing. Pat and I can't do this on our own. This is also a you thing. And if you are passionate about critical thinking and passionate about what we do on this show, spread that passion. That's all we ask. We're not asking you for money. We're not asking you for any of that sort of stuff, although it would be nice. You can do that by going to criticalthinking.locals.com and subscribing there. But I want you to think about all that stuff. I want you to think about having intentional conversations with people. It's okay. It is okay. Everybody wants to talk about avoiding it and avoid this and avoid that. It's okay. It is okay to speak your mind just like they are. It is okay to be confrontational without being an a-hole. You can speak your piece and let it sit on its own. You can do those things. With all of that said, Pat, we have a boatload of directions that we could be going in this show, but I need to start with a piece of news when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccinations. 
And I have a question and a statement. So I'm going to start with the statement, Pat. I don't know if you've seen this in the news, but intrepid researchers and FOIA request nuts have done some really intriguing work because I have always wondered this, and maybe you have, Pat. Here's the question. In the Pfizer, Moderna, J&J trials, we know that there, they were, there was a group that was given their vaccine, right? Or, well, what is really just a therapeutic at best and whatever. We know that there was a group that was given their shot, right? But we also know there was a group that wasn't given the shot. Have you ever wondered, Pat, what, what, what was the placebo? Have you ever wondered that? Not until this very moment, but okay. now, now you've got me questioning what was the placebo. Okay, so if you had to guess, what do you think the placebo was? I mean, you hope it's something like saline, but... Um, y yes, that's exactly what 99.9999999999% of us would think, right? This would be right. the easy placebo. Just give them a saline shot because it does nothing. All it does is increase their you know, water level in their body. Um, right. And and that's not a negative thing. It it hydrates the body. <laughs> right. Okay. That, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what you kind of hope for. You hope it's not something else. Well, it is something else, Pat. <laughs> Damn it. The placebo was, and, and, and this explains some things, <clears throat> the meningitis shot. So if you took the trial, right, if you were one of the, what was it, 30,000 people who, that did the initial trial, right, Uh huh. for Pfizer, you either received the COVID-19 vaccine, in air quotes, or you received another shot of the meningitis vaccine. I, I have a question. Y yes, Patrick Oney. Um, host of the Pat Oni show that's, uh, I don't know where it is anymore. <sighs> it's in the ether. Mm -hmm. um, but, okay, so, so my question here is, if I'm, if I'm part of this trial, I either get the COVID-19 or the meningitis shot. If I'm getting the meningitis shot, is that really a placebo anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's my point so and, and don't 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 here's the other thing that's not being disclosed consent. that was never disclosed to the individuals who were in the trial right and, and and don't because it's an actual vaccine don't they need my consent for said vaccine see here's how they got around this rule because in order for the vaccine and a placebo to have gone down you would need something allegedly this is their logic Something mm -hmm. that would mimic um, getting vaccinated from COVID-19. Uh-huh. Now, what do we also know about the people who have received the placebo, Pat? Uh, what do we know has been happening to them? Um, th that received the placebo? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, are we going down the road of they they got COVID and got natural immunity, or are we going down the road of uh, they're they're unvaccinated? Neither. Okay. What do we know about this group of people as you study the the that group post shot? Uh, Many of them question. have had, um, how shall we say this? Um, negative reactions, right? Many of them have had VAERS reportable situations. Many oh. of them have had to have gone to the hospital, had to have been treated for something else, right? We're, we're seeing an increase in the quote-unquote placebo group having adverse reaction. Question for you, Pat. This is the question I had from the statement of the placebo was the meningitis vaccine. The okay. question that I have for you, Pat, is... Um, is that bad? Yeah, yeah, that's very bad. Very bad. Again, so bad. Folks, that the people who received the placebo have mm -hmm, been reporting mm -hmm. VAERS-like symptoms, meaning re things that mimic the symptoms that we see of people who got the <clears throat> quote-unquote vaccine. Right. When they shouldn't have. If, if you received a true placebo, and this is true, having spoken to anybody in the medical profession. When you do an experiment, the placebo is not meant to mimic the results or the negative consequences of the other thing. It is meant to make sure that there is a control group that has nothing, right? Nothing. There should be no negative reactions. There should be nothing because you want a baseline group, and then you want to be able to compare it to the group that receives the thing you are testing. Meaning you want one that's clean and one that is dirty, right? Meaning one that you can track a reaction that's either positive or negative, right? Right. How are you supposed to do that when the placebo group has negative reactions? You can't. <laughs> Speaking um, of negative reactions. Right. Uh, here's here's the thing. Those people that did this, Nuremberg. Nuremberg the hell out of all of these people. They, I'm tired of people getting away with this kind of crap because not only did these people not consent to the meningitis vaccine, you willfully gave them something that gave them adverse effects. A placebo is not supposed to do that. They're immune, Pat. And by they, I mean the company is immune. We gave them immunity for everything. That's crap. It's absolute crap. Absolutely. We should be revoking that immunity the second we found out that they were giving people actual other disease vaccinations. Grown adults getting the meningitis vaccine, by the way. Grown adults. People who are 12 years old. You wonder why these reactions happened. That's how it happened. You wonder why if somebody received a placebo, they would have an adverse reaction to it. That's why. Now, there's argument to be made by some in the scientific community 
that as you grow older, you should receive like a polio booster. You should receive a meningitis booster later in life. Here's the problem. That's the issue. Now, Pat, um, what else happened this week regarding uh, the COVID-19 and monkeypox vaccinations? Uh, are you by chance referring to the exchange between uh, Dr. Senator Dr. Rand Paul and our Lord President Savior Pat, our Lord Pat, Savior Pat, President Pat, 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 our Lord Pat, Sa- Pat, Pat, Savior Pat, Pat. President no, Trademark No No the, No the, the no, Truth No No Doctor Anthony Fountain It is the Truth Trademark the Science Registered Trademark Lord no. Savior President Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, okay. Okay. So so you're saying I got the order wrong. I'm, I'm so it, sorry. You should be sorry. He's going to make you take another jab in the arm, Pat. Um, over my dead body. That is his goal, yes. Hmm. Now, yes, I am referring to that. Now, keep in mind what I just spoke to you about when it comes to adverse reactions. Okay. To getting vaccinations. Right. Okay. Because we didn't have time to to pull this. And more importantly, I think it would be important to play the totality of this. And it's about a six to seven minute exchange between the two of them. But Dr. Senator Rand Paul... um, and Fauci, um, who is quickly becoming the um, how shall we put this? Um, who is the, the the person who ends up uh, turning um, both the Skywalkers in the movie um, evil in Star Wars? Both the Skywalkers evil. Well, so um, so he turns Anakin, and then later on the in the in seven, eight, and nine. Uh huh. Um, who's the one in seven, eight, nine that turns the? Uh, oh, uh, I mean it's Snoke, but Palpatine was the was the one that yeah. was supposedly behind really, the entire. Really, it is. Mm-hmm. This is this is our real life Emperor Palpatine. Really, that's that's exactly who he is. Right. So there's this exchange, and and Rand Paul pulls up a video, which I think people have seen by now. The kind of infamous 2004 video where. Fauci is on C-SPAN, on a call-in portion of C-SPAN, talking about how infection, if you really had the disease, right, or the virus, like the flu virus or, or, or whatever, okay, if you had it, that naturalized immunity that you get going forward is the best protection that you could possibly have. And he's right for a multitude of reasons, but the two main reasons are this. Number one, the flu vaccine is a living, breathing version of the vaccine, right? Or the, 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 the virus, right? But it is a guess as to what strain of influenza is going to be prominent that year. And sometimes right. they get it right at like a 60, 70% clip, in which case it's probably a good idea to actually get the, the flu vaccine, by the way. I highly recommend it if it is that potent and that correct because it will help you. It, it there, there are very few adverse reactions that are outside of um, allergic reactions that can happen. Um, 
there are certain people who can't take those types of vaccinations, and I totally understand that. But if it is a negative under 50% efficacy, don't take it. You don't need to put a foreign substance into your body. More than most likely, you're going to get the flu and you're fine in two or three days. Just like with COVID, by the way. Um, but the caller uh, allegedly was talking about how they had adverse reaction and he was trying to calm the caller down about not needing the vaccine because if you had the, if you had the flu already, you have natural immunity, blah, 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 blah. So on one hand, in 2004, he is trying to tell us what, Pat? Natural immunity is the best protector. Right. Regardless of what is the quote-unquote um, context, the statement that is true is natural immunity is your best protection, period, point blank. Now, there's no, there are certain viruses, certain diseases in which natural immunity doesn't exist. Because if you get meningitis, you... You don't, you don't get natural immunity to meningitis. You, you get really sick and you can die. You don't get right. natural immunity to polio. You get polio, your outcome is uh, really bad, right? That includes paralysis, death, all sorts of terrible things, right? If, right? if you were to get bubonic plague or Ebola, right, your outcome is not, oh, I got it and I'm going to be immune going forward. Your outcome is... You be dead unless you get immediate medical attention, okay? So I want to be abundantly clear on that. But we're talking about viruses in which death is not a common outcome. In fact, it is the most uncommon of outcomes. The most common outcome to a thing like influenza or COVID-19 is what? Nausea, fever, runny nose. Cough. They kind of feel exactly the same to your body, at least, at least externally. Internally, they're doing different things, right? Because influenza may not be a respiratory thing for some people. It might be a head thing. Right. It just depends. But when it comes to these two things, Pat, natural immunity is your best protection. He's right. Rand Paul calls him right, right and asks him, then if you know this information and this is the basic truth of immunology, right? This is the basic of it. Why, when you make your recommendations for people to either potentially get, a, get the therapeutic or their second or their third or their fourth, or I literally had somebody tell me they just went and got their fifth. Yes, they're a little bit older. They're in their 60s. So what? So what? What what is what have the previous ones done for you is what I wanted to ask. Hey, oh, you that's right. I know that you got it. Cause I talked to you about this in the past, right? I already know that you had prior exposure to it. But what does uh, what does Fauci try to do here? And what does Rand Paul try to do? Rand Paul is saying, hang on a second, your recommendations, and by your, it is the 
entire immunology apparatus within the federal government, the FDA, the CDC, the NIAID, the National Institute of Health, right? All of it. That is the your that Rand Paul talks about. He says very simply, Pat, what? Why? Why are you doing this and not firstly recommending if you have prior infection within a certain time frame, getting this shot is not recommended? Why? What is Fauci's response to that? I'm not the one doing that. He plays the technical game. This is why the Nuremberg-style trials, the Nuremberg-style consequences, should be on the table for all of these people. Because that is not only just disingenuous of Fauci, it is a flat-out lie. They take his recommendations. They take a ton of other recommendations. Not, not to mention in none of his studies, uh, per Rand Paul, take into account <clears throat> natural immunity for getting these vaccinations. So, like, if, right. if, 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 a, if a kid got it and they're still recommending, you know, the first, second, right, that, third, that was fourth, my point. Shot, Right. They're not that's, they're not take they're not taking that into account. Right. That's what that's what I was speaking on mm -hmm. is that as they make their recommendations for anybody to to as to whether or not they should or shouldn't be considering getting the vaccination, natural immunity is not something they even speak on. Yet it is right. the basic and the basis of immunology, right? It is the most basic fact of immunology that in terms of these types of viruses, this is natural immunity, again, is the number one protector, the number one. And why is that? It is because it is based on how your body reacts, how your body, you as an individual react. These shots, these jabs, the, the therapeutics are meant for broad consumption. There are people who will have adverse reactions because their individual body reacts differently than the next person. Now, for some people, and for the vast majority of people, they may never have an adverse reaction. But for that 1%, that 3%, that 15% of people who see myocarditis, right? Right. That's a freaking problem. Because we have no idea what that will turn into five years down the road, 10 years down the road. For somebody who is 18 years old to develop myocarditis, that is a lifetime problem that they likely will have to monitor, maintain, and contain. Right. That is a problem, my friends. Not so, to mention all the other things. Here, I don't know if we've ever asked this question before, but we're, you know, we are, we freaked out over, you know, the 1% the of having adverse effects from COVID-19, right? Or, or thereabout. Yeah. But yet, yet, why isn't it that people aren't as willing to freak out over people that are having adverse effects from the vaccine? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, th I think it's because we have framed the conversation one way, right? Because if we if if the media had framed the conversation as um, this is not a. So what did they do? Right. The, the freak out came 
in droves, right? Oh my God, everybody's right. gonna die, right? We right, had right. we had IHME, we had um, the the Imperial College model telling us millions of people are gonna die in six months. Okay, if that right. were true, I yeah, I would agree. You would have a case. You would have, you a, have case a case for freak the f out, right? But it didn't happen that way. It took no, it years didn't. for millions of people to have died from this. And by the way took a, an entire calendar year of you being able to get the the jab only to oh crap wait we also didn't understand the second basic of immunology and what was that pat viruses uh, mutate yeah mm -hmm. so with all that having been said um i, I don't I don't know what the solution to all of this is when it comes to holding these people to account. Now, Rand Paul talks about how we're going to change the law to make sure that you disclose exactly who your royalties are coming from, how you are um, gaining outside money. Because let's be clear on this. Anthony Fauci is a very, very, very rich man. And it has nothing to do with being the most highly paid public official in the United States government. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with all the royalties, all the things, all the um, you know, payments that he is getting from uh, drug companies and elsewhere. Let's be real on that. He is a multimillionaire, perhaps close to tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars earned in his lifetime, having nothing to do with the government, having everything to do with his ability to enrich himself based off of his position within the government. Some would some would say we are very much Romanesque these days. Like we 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 have we we are really just barking up the the late Roman age tree. Yeah, yeah, but like I could I could see that. Um now Pat, I have a further question that has nothing to do with COVID. Has everything okay. to do with our friends at the FBI. Um if you had to pick a fast food company for breakfast, which one would you choose? For breakfast? Mm -hmm. Breakfast only. Uh, probably Chick-fil-A. Okay. For me, it's Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. Their cinnamon raisin biscuits, on point, man. On point. Their breakfast menu is phenomenal. Homemade biscuits okay. in the morning, just Fantastic stuff. They do a great breakfast. It, it that would be my pick. Okay. Um, what what way, what we, does what does Hardee's have to do with anything? Right, is probably what you're asking. Well, I was going to say. By the way, we have friends in the FBI. I didn't realize we had friends in the FBI. Well, because they're probably listening. Oh yeah. Because I'm true. assuming your phone is near you, Pat. Uh, well, I mean, it, it is my camera. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're probably listening. So hi. Um, because um, Mike Lindell, the, the MyPillow CEO and friend yeah. to Donald Trump and, and friend to many conservative podcasts and broadcasts uh, around this fine land called the United States of America, right? R right. Um, you've probably heard or seen his pitches of the pillows, the slippers, the sheets, the towels, whatever, right? Well, <clears throat> yesterday, Mike Lindell 
revealed he was in the drive-thru lane at Hardee's, and the FBI surrounded his vehicle and stole his phone. That's right, folks. A private citizen had their phone confiscated by the FBI for what? And then, by the way, told you better not speak to the public on this. But do they have a warrant for this? I'm sure they do. That does that mean that that was correct? An FBI warrant is worth what, Pat? About what I can wipe my rear end with in the morning. I was going to say it's about, yeah, I was going to say it's about the bunch of the toilet paper. Yeah. 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 So take that for what you will. That having been said, I want you to understand Mike Lindell is somehow a threat to our democracy. So much so that they're 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 not gonna just hey, by the way, um we we would like to talk to you about like this or that or whatever. They're confiscating private citizens communications devices. For what? Did they tell Mike Lindell? No. They're just straight up gonna take your phone and then intimidate you to make sure you don't speak to the public on this. So big up on Mike Lindell for literally just speaking to the public on this. He went right on whatever media outlets he could and just, hey, guess what? The FBI stole my phone for God knows what reason. Like, honest to God, unless unless somehow there's a commission of an actual crime by Mike Lindell. What are you doing? We also know from Steve Bannon that over the course of the last week, at least 30 to 40 people um, have had private citizens, by the way. People who are no longer in government service are being targeted by the FBI for daring to have communications with the former president of the United States of America. Because it's all, you're all a bunch of nefarious conspiracy theorists going to take down and coup the government, right? If I'm Mike Lindell and I'm anybody that, that's been, um, had anything seized by the FBI, I'm buying whatever it is brand new. Like, new number, new everything. It's not going to matter. No, but... You got to put that in like an LLC name. You got to put that in a business name or something that can't be traced back to you because I'm not going to reveal sources and methods of my own, Mm -hmm. um, but I will tell you this, Pat. The more layers that you put in front of and barriers you put in front of the government um, and their ability to understand who you are and what you're doing, right, the better you off you're going to be. And I'm not talking about evading taxes or anything like that. I'm simply talking about their ability to track you. Because, again, the average American commits three felonies every single day. Again, they're going to get you one way or the other, the, the route that they're going. And how do I know this, Pat? Well, we have another story that we haven't talked about. But did you hear about the, uh, the source in the Steele dossier? You know about um, uh, about John Durham and his probe of the FBI and its handling of the FISA warrants and, and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what happened to Christopher Steele? Whatever did happen to him. I mean, he kind of went into that good night, didn't he? Huh? 
Uh-huh. Yep. Now, John Durham has filed another court filing. And I will tell you this. This these these court filings, whether they go forward or not, are the most important pieces of information we can get. Why? Because John Durham is doing this on purpose, by the way, Pat. He's doing these mm-hmm. court filings on purpose because it's his way of getting this information in front of the public. He is literally handing us a roadmap to how we um, dismantle the FBI. He is handing a roadmap to the criminality of the FBI. But have you ever heard of a name, Igor Danchenko? Um, I mean, that 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 sounds something like kind of a... Of- like Frankenstein. Well, <clears throat> according to the developments here, Igor Danchenko was the steel dossier source. So the the, the uh, P tape and all of that stuff. He was the mm-hmm. source. Okay. Mm-hmm. According to Technofog, who does a ton of the Pfizer stuff and and has really been following this. The motion provides new information on the details of Danchenko's lies to the FBI. Danchenko is the person who lied about the P-tape, lied about the, the Russian banking, lied about all of that sort of stuff. That was the basis for the Steele dossier and other things. But um, further information as well on how special counsel Mueller ignored Danchenko's false statements, expected testimony from Clinton-connected executive Charles Dolan, and... There's another crazy development here. Danchenko wasn't just a source of information. Okay. Wasn't just a regular person who gave information. Danchenko was on the FBI's payroll as a confidential human source from March of 2017 through October of 2020, Pat. Why? If they knew, if they were doing their job, right, as of 2017, there were massive questions even within the FBI as if, uh, as to whether or not the Steele dossier was even close to true. And who is the main source? They knew who the main source was. They knew it was Igor Danchenko. Because how? They were paying him. Now. Why would they be paying Danchenko, Pat? Take a wild guess as to why they might make him a paid confidential human source from 2017 to 2020 specifically. I mean, would it have anything to do with his name sounding very Russian? No. Let, let's, let's think mm. as to what happens to confidential human sources, Pat. When, when you go to the FISA court, when you go to try to uncover the truth or anything, right? Uh-huh. What, is, what, what is afforded a confidential human source? Immunity? That's part of that, but there's a second part of this. Anonymity. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't have to reveal who the source is anymore, Right. So if you wanted to uncover who the hell told this lie, we can't divulge our sources and methods, right? So why is it being revealed now? 
There's more. Realizing its own misconduct, the FBI man made Danchenko a paid CHS, that's Confidential Human Source, in March of 2017, just before the third FISA warrant was submitted in April of 2017. This allowing Comey's FBI to work directly with Danchenko in support of its counterintelligence investigation against President Trump. Remember, it was a counterintelligence investigation. Danchenko being a CHS also served another purpose, protecting the Bureau and the Mueller special counsel from revealing their, quote, sources and methods. How do you hide your misconduct, Pat? How do you do it? Um, You pay and bury bury the the shit out of the witness. Uh You bury the witness. You bury the information, right? How do you, so how, how do you, if you are the prosecutor, right, and you have a completely circumstantial case, or you have a case that has holes in it, right, mm-hmm. how do you attempt to trip up the defense? You bury them in freaking paperwork you bury them with mountains of discovery evidence right that it would take them forever and there there's that needle in the haystack that you know exists you make sure it's a needle not the haystack right right this is that but john solomon who is perhaps one of the best investigative reporters and truth tellers in america today has connected even more dots Revealing this yesterday, Pat, the revelation means that the FBI first fired former MI6 agent Christopher Steele, right? The Steele dossier, the author of the Hillary Clinton funded dossier. They fired him in November of 2016 for having unauthorized contacts with the news media. And it then turned around a few months later, hiring Steele's primary informer to work with the Bureau, even after determining some of Danchenko's statements inside the Steele dossier were uncorroborated or exaggerated. Even more stunning, Durham has confirmed that the FBI had concerns about Danchenko's ties to Russian intelligence just a decade earlier, opening up a counterintelligence probe on him after learning that he was trying to buy classified information from the Obama administration. But Solomon continues, Pat, during his January 2017 interview with the FBI, quote unquote, um, the defendant initially denied having any contact with Russian intelligence or security services, but later, as noted by the agents, contradicted himself and stated that he had contact with two individuals who he believed to be connected to those services. The filing asked the court for permission to use evidence at trial of other lies that Danchenko allegedly told the FBI that are not charged as part of Danchenko's indictment, or Steele's indictment, excuse me. The prosecutor argued the new evidence would show a pattern of how Danchenko's deception led to false narratives in the Steele dossier and inside the news media, including the salacious and untrue allegation that Trump had consorted with prostitutes in Moscow. That's, that's one way of putting that. Uh, But Durham plans to show the jury evidence that Danchenko made, quote, uncharged false statements to the FBI regarding his purported receipt of information reflecting Donald's 
uh, Donald Trump's alleged salacious sexual activity at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Moscow. So, another part of this, Pat. Quote, we brought up Mueller back in the introduction, right? So Technofog is talking about this. And here's why they bring up the Mueller investigation. Steele relayed information to the Mueller special counsel about the, the Milian and Danchenko meetings that they knew, the FBI knew these were false. They knew they never happened. Why? Because they've been tracking Danchenko, not as a confidential human source, but as a counterintelligence person, right? For over a decade. Similarly, Danchenko revealed information that Steele's reporting was false. What did Team Mueller do with the information? They hid it. They purposefully hid it from the FISA court and from the public. Danchenko continued as a confidential human source throughout Mueller's services as special counsel. If you notice, the time frame of the Mueller investigation lines exactly up, Pat, exactly up with the time frame of the confidential human source time frame for Danchenko. 2017 to October of 2020. Now, Danchenko could not be touched because of his status, thus protecting Mueller and the FBI. So tell me again how the FBI deserves a benefit of the doubt when it comes to anything. And I mean anything. I want you to understand this. They went so far as to not just bury a witness. They went so far as to use your taxpayer dollars to attempt a political assassination, if you will, of a president. They, that's how duplicitous this is all. I, I don't think anybody can wrap their heads around. I mean, we're, we're talking like terminal list. We're talking about every Tom Clancy novel you can think of literally happening in real life. This is like the Pelican Brief, right? If you've ever read that book, this is exactly uh, I, that. I was going to say, I went, I went straight to the terminal list um, just listening to this. Like, like this, this just sounds oddly familiar. <clears throat> and, and it makes you wonder, how the hell do you get away with something like this? Oh, 100%, Pat. 100%. How does it happen? It happens because we are asleep at the wheel. And by we, I mean we the people because we elect morons to Congress. We elect a-holes to the Senate. I want you to think about this, right? Look at Schumer. Um, look at Pelosi. Look at Ditch. Look at Kevin McCarthy. Look at all of the people who are our supposed leaders of government, right? These are the people that, that are in leadership, right? What, what do they all have in common, Pat, besides being incompetent boobs? Uh, they're all power-hungry boobs? Oh, there's another thing. They're all old as shit. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. So remember I told you that we're living through the late Roman times, right? Yeah. And by late Roman times, I mean like about 100 AD to about 3, 400 AD. Yeah. What did what was going on in those Roman times? 
um, crap like this? The people who held positions of leadership and power were old as shit. It is a sign. It is a, it is a symbol, if you will, because I'm not saying that people, all people who are old are incompetent boobs. It just so happens that all incompetent boobs in our government are old as shit. Well, I mean, they were senators and politicians well, during the, the Roman of, times, too. With the exception of um, Eric Swalwell. He's not exactly old. But is he incompetent? He is incompetent because... Is he incompetent uh, or is he just dumb? He is a thing for Chinese spies. Yeah, we all know that. But yeah. my point in all of this is that when you look at the Roman time, how their society began to crumble, it's because nobody in a position of leadership was thinking of the future. Nobody in the positions of leadership were people of the current freaking generation. It, it's it's interesting because you, you would think someone like Ditch McConnell or um, Chuck Schumer would know because they were there. When all that happened in the Roman times. I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. Good joke, Pat. Good joke. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I want you to also hear another quick story, Pat. Um, Greg Price. Have you ever heard of him? No, never. No, name does not ring a bell. Okay. So Greg Price, blue check mark on Twitter. Okay. Um, okay. He used to uh, be somebody who was inside the media. He now runs X Strategies, um, so a very strategic media person, okay? Right. Well, he blew the freaking top off of something that the media is doing. Yesterday, he tweeted out, so NBC News decided to accuse me of doctoring videos of John Fetterman, you know, the, the insane... Um, incompetent mentally incompetent because of a stroke which is awful but again as i have said with this president the incompetency should disqualify and i feel terrible i sympathize and empathize more importantly i empathize it's a horrible thing to go through right the, the fact that you're losing your faculties and things aren't there because you had a stroke or in, in Biden's case, because you have dementia or Parkinson's right. or whatever it might be. Whatever, whatever it is that he has. Right. Right. I feel bad about that. But so NBC News decided to accuse Greg Price of doctoring videos of John Fetterman that he posted. Now, what you need to know is that Greg Price comes with receipts, folks. He doesn't doctor videos. Okay. He literally just posts them because that's what a good journalist will do. Post the full context. Post everything. Now, the real story here is that NBC News reached out to Twitter to try to get the videos and Greg Price censored. They didn't even, by the way, they cut and pasted just a portion of the comment made. This, folks, is Stalin-esque. This is the playbook of Stalin, of 
dictators around the world. This is the playbook. What have they done? What has the spirit of our age done? They've, they've put the media in one basket, right? It, they're all in on the Democratic Party. And thus, they must do the bidding of the Democratic Party. They are literally attempting to censor, to remove, to make sure that all of the enemies of the state are censored. You think the federal government needs to do this? Do you think? Yes, that was a story, right? Two weeks ago, right? We, right. Okay. We know that they tried to do that. We know that uh, they had communications with Twitter to try to get um, Alex um, Berenson and, and other people thrown off of Twitter, right? And thrown mm -hmm. out of the polite society, if you will, of today, right? But they don't even have to do that anymore. The media is going to do it for them because they're wholly owned arm of the spirit of the age. Now, what did Stalin do? As he came to power, we talked about this yesterday. He purged internally first. He, I mean, he killed thousands of people in his own party. He killed everybody who was around and could have potentially been a threat to his power as he moved up the ladder, right? He then used the media to further purge the opposition. He then used what? Education. The schools. Telling the children, it's okay to report what mommy and daddy tell you about the government to your, to your uh, teacher, who then, by law, must go and report it to the Politburo, right? Right. Folks, I, I highly recommend you listen to a podcast that's been out for a little while now, but it's called Real Dictators. And what it is, is um, it's usually three to four part series on dictators, um, old and new. And they go through how they got to power, what they did to gain power, who they really were, and how it really went down. Okay. And if you just listen to one of them, I recommend the Stalin. Because we are watching this blueprint happen right in front of our faces and we're doing nothing about it. Nothing. Literally nothing. The, the difference is we have something that we could do. We could Nuremberg the entire thing. We could nuke this entire thing by just standing up. And I'm at the point where it's pitchforks, it is public humiliation, it is not just multitudes of people in the streets. It's not just that. Oh, you work for the FBI? You are shunned. We have to make them the tax collectors of the colonial era. In so much as they want nothing to do with the job. They, they want to run away you know, in the uh, Monty Python fashion. Run away! Run away! They are so afraid to do that job that nobody will do the job. That's what we have to do. 
because on short of Nuremberg, Nuremberg, Nuremberging every one of these individuals, the Comeys, the Mullers, all of the powers that be at the FBI, the CIA, the NSA. We have to make it so uncomfortable for them to have done their job that they're the pariahs of our society, not the pillars. And there are good men and women doing law enforcement, right? There are. There are lots of men and women that do good law enforcement. But to blindly back the blue is insane. It's insane. We have to make the working for the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the pariahs of our society today. We have to. I just, this is straight up Stalin. And I'm not saying Joe Biden is going to murder millions of people. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that this is the purge, the polite purge, if you will, right? They're not going to kill you. They're just going to starve you out of polite society, right? You're going to have no place in public life. You're going to have no ability to run a business. You're going to have no, this is the eventual starvation of you. And it's going to look polite, right? It's going to look like it's for the good of society and the betterment of America and the discourse in this country, blah, blah, blah. But then when you wake up, you have no house, you have no food, you have no money, you have no access to money, you have no access to anything in society. Oh, you want to get a cell phone? Oh, you have no credit. Sorry, you can't get that. You you want to apply to get a business license? Sorry, you're disqualified. Because ESG, because of this, because of that, right? Right. Environmental social governance. You, you violated the social compact. Well, wait a second. What social compact? There is no social compact in America anymore, right? It's whatever the government tells you is the social compact going forward. By the time, if you're not already awake, by the time you wake up, you're going to be the one starving on the street. You're going to be the one starved out of society. You're going to be the one that I could have done something. We have the power still but we have to exercise that power. And I don't know that we have that capability, Pat. What say you to this type of a story? Well, first of all, with if there was ever a reason to, to consider voting for Mehmet Oz um, in Pennsylvania, um, the... John, the whole John Fetterman thing might, might be, might be a reason for it. Um, you yeah, know, I, not I, not it, saying that you should vote for Memonaz, by the way, but it's 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 yeah, because I because I we have a topic that we haven't covered today that I think I'll cover tomorrow. My worst story of the week, um, mm-hmm. that will sort of make you wonder about the premise of vote team GOP to save the country, right? But when it comes to polite society and, and being ostracized out of polite. I mean, we're already starting to watch this happen 
And unfortunately, you know, we, we were talking a little bit off air about, you know, Nuremberg, you know, these kinds of people, are there enough people willing to stand up and actually do something about it? Um, which, you know, I, I personally only know very few. I'm sure there are several out there. Don't get me wrong. But to sit here and say, you know, it, it's, it's, it's up to us is correct. But are we, are we too comfortable at this point in time to not be awake? Because by the time many of us wake up, it will be too late. Um, which, and, and it's sad. It, it truly is sad. It, 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 that's the direction we're headed down. Yeah. Um, but we, we have ourselves to blame for letting it get to this point. 100% we do. 100% we have ourselves to blame because we were asleep at the wheel. And that's why I talked about the leadership aspect, right? Look right. at who we have in leadership. You think that Mitch McConnell gives a shit about this? Hell no. You think that Chuck Schumer, they couldn't, they have no, no. grasp or understanding of modern society in any way, care. shape, or form. And I'm they talking just simple technology. I'm talking, they have no clue how to use Twitter. They have no clue what a Twitter is. They, what, what the hell are you talking about? They have people about? doing it for them. Right, 100%. Right. But, so my point is that they they can't root the actual problem, right? They They don't understand it because they don't understand modern times. Yet these are the people leading us. They're going to lead us into the end of Rome. They're going to lead us right in to the hands of Stalin-esque society. They're going to lead us right in to the enemies of liberty because we are stupid enough not just to continue to elect them, but continue to put them in positions of power and leadership. The, the people who should be in positions of power and leadership are people of the current generation not the past generation which would be the baby boomers by the way but also not the past past generation if you are two generations removed from modern modern times you shouldn't be anywhere near positions of power and levers of power in our government it is just that simple and with that pat your final thoughts don't get lost remember who you are no means no and frankly, it's just time to realize what time it is. Is it game time? Sure. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and as always, Matthew 547.